The biggest problem most businesses have is they run out of prospects, run out of opportunities, do a flurry of activity to generate some more. They get some more and then they do all the work without prospecting, which means they then run out of work and do a flurry of activities. And that's the peaks and valleys in business. So if you want to eliminate those peaks and valleys, you have to do one thing consistently. And to be candid, it's you gotta pick up the phone. You gotta talk to prospects. You gotta get out there and consistently build your business. Heroes are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them, from the larger-than-life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen to the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. The doctor saving lives at your local hospital. The war veteran down the street who risked his lives for our freedom. The police officers and firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur. The creator. The producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what, I can fix that, I can help people, and I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world, others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks of the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence so you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I am live on the line with Justin Stevens. Justin, are you there? I am here, and I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So glad to have you here, Justin. Um, so what I'm going to do real quick, for those of you who don't know who Justin is, is introduce him real quick. He is the president of Prospecting Done For You. He's a father of three amazing kids and a serial entrepreneur. Um, Prospecting Done For You was birthed out of an epiphany that uh, you had while observing how many companies continue to focus on things that don't actually make them money. And after suffering loss, painful uh, loss of business few years back, you needed to make a pivot. Um, and this is where you, you sort of came up with Prospecting Done For You. So to start off this whole conversation, why don't you tell me what it is that you are known for in the space, what it is that you do, um, and you know, like what the kind of customers that hire you, like, like the actual work that you do in, in, in the space. Sure. So um, what I'm known for is I come in and I help people generate leads consistently. And the biggest problem most businesses have is they run out of prospects, run out of opportunities, do a flurry of activity to generate some more. They get some more and then they do all the work without prospecting, which means they then run out of work and do a flurry of activities. And that's the peaks and valleys in business. So if you want to eliminate those peaks and valleys, you have to do one thing consistently. And to be candid, it's you got to pick up the phone. You've got to talk to prospects. You've got to get out there and consistently build your business. And so that's what we do for companies is we come in and we do the crappy work that no one wants to do of prospecting lead gen. And then we send those leads. We'll either work with the companies to close them all together or we'll send them to their uh, sales team for their sales team to close them. And so we work primarily with companies that are doing, and typically they're doing over a million dollars in revenue. 
the price point of their product or service is around 25, 30K just to get started. And they have a high lifetime value of the client, uh, 250K plus. And so we come in and typically they've got salespeople that are highly paid. They've got like 100K base plus salary. And so it makes all kinds of sense to pay a team like ours to just focus on keeping those salespeople on sales calls. And we partner together to change the world. So what are some of the industries that you, uh, you serve? Uh, two primary focuses. Uh, so first is manufacturing. And whenever I say that, people say, Ugh, that's not sexy <laughs> at all. And I say, I know. <laughs> That's why I'm in it <laughs> because it's not sexy. It is old school. The sales and marketing processes in manufacturing are about 20 years behind everybody else, all the other industries. And so when you come in, you can make a huge impact by bringing these companies up to speed, getting them these new results using new technology, things like SEO. I'm, I was on a call with a prospect looking at their website. I assumed they were like a brand new company because it looked like my seven-year-old did their website. And yeah. I mean, not to insult my seven-year-old, but it just, <laughs> you know. So I'm on this call with them. I'm talking to them. They're a $100 million company. Wow. And they've got a piece of garbage website. And so there's all these things that companies just don't know about in that world. So uh, another fact, another reason I picked this market, uh, the manufacturing world, uh, just in capital expenditures, just in improvements to processing lines, does $1 trillion in the US every single year. So wow. now at 7 billion, with a B is money that was invested without enough pre-work put in. So the result didn't work. One of my clients sells robots, conveyors, palletizing systems. And so literally you will be in a factory where they just bought, let's say they spent $2 million to put in a robot. And so they're going through the factory and I'm on the line. There's a robot doing nothing and someone else on the line. Both people doing what the robot was bought to do, but they didn't do the right programming, the right work on the back end. So there's a ton of revenue in this industry that's not being captured. It's not being utilized right because people can sadly afford a $2 million coat hanger. And I just want to help and have a little piece of that pie. So that's one <laughs> of the reasons why I picked manufacturing. Uh, the other niche I focus on is SaaS companies. I just love software. I think it's awesome and it's a great way to uh, build a business that you can sell. And that's what I'm all about is building businesses, turning them around and selling them. Awesome. That's uh, That sounds like a lot of fun, uh, especially like I, I did not like I realized manufacturing was big, but I didn't realize it was, uh, you know, waste $7 billion big um, and not miss it. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? So it, it, next time you're at a grocery store, uh, variety packs, okay? And let's see, uh, Treetop sells uh, apple sauce packets, right? You've seen yeah, them. yeah, yep. My 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 baby loves them. Yeah, exactly, right? And a variety pack is when they take four regular apple sauce packets and four cinnamon applesauce packets and package them together. Like, yeah. It sounds super easy, right? The equipment purchase, the changes in the supply chain that have to happen in order to put four and four together, you're talking multiple millions of dollars. That's insane. It's insane. It is so crazy. And that's what a lot of a lot of us consumers have no idea. Before I got into this world, I had no idea. And so we're we're working on a line to literally separate a couple packages. We had one prospect that they're opening contain uh, packages. So like you get a package of cinnamon and a package of regular, you open it put all the contents onto a new line that then goes and separates them and puts them into two other packages except a mix. Like literally a project we're working on. This is the crazy world of manufacturing. And it, I feel so like- So when you come, when you say you're, you're working on prospecting for these companies, you're working on helping them like secure the robots or you're working on helping them secure, like what, what is it that you're actually working to help them help secure? Love the question. So we work with the company uh, who does robots. They do conveyors. They do palletizing machines, uh, shrink wrapping. Okay, machines. okay, that makes sense. And so we go out and we try and identify the manufacturing plant that one of their uh, clients came and said, hey, instead of two regular, I want one regular and one cinnamon. Can you do that? And they say, sure, it's going to cost you this much. And the other company says, great, get on it. And then they come hire someone like us and we do all the engineering, all the programming, all the behind the scenes stuff that make it so you can package 200 a minute of these variety packets. That is insanely cool. So I feel like I live in how it's made. It's crazy. <laughs> and now a quick word from our show's sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand 
almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. And now back to the hero show. So my, my next question for you is your origin story. We talk on this show all the time about how every hero has an origin story. It's where you started to realize that you were different, that maybe you had superpowers and maybe you could use them to help other people. Right. So how did you get started into this whole world of entrepreneurship and how did that bring you to this place where you're working with, you know, prospecting done for you? Love the question. So, um, when I first got started, I was 13. I was uh, in the back of a cab. Uh, I'm one of four children. So it was, you know, those bucket seat trucks. Yeah, that yeah. Tiny, right? So I'm me, my parents, and all four kids in a bucket seat truck. Like, it's like sardines in here, right? And I was 13. <laughs> back before seatbelts were required. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're driving to school. We lived an hour outside of Boise. Uh, my dad had just bought this Sandler training franchise, and we're listening to these sales training tip uh, CDs. And I had no idea what he did. And he said, "I asked him. I said, Dad, what do you do now? Because before he also owned a remodeling company. So I was born and bred entrepreneur. Like it's all I know." Um, and he said, well, instead of me explain it, why don't I show you? So summer between eighth and ninth grade, first time I ever went through sales training and it radically changed my life. And so after college, I went and started working in the family business. I ended up spending 10 years, became an owner. Uh, we were having a lot of fun, doing a lot of crazy stuff. But it was a franchise, which means they get to create the rules. It is my choice whether I play by those rules. And I wanted to use the internet. I wanted to use internet marketing and publicity to go all over the world instead of the geography that they restricted us to. So I said, mom and dad, I love you and I'm leaving you. And that's when I spread my wings. I. Uh, the first thing I did, I had this idea. I love live events. If you don't regularly go to three or four live events a year, you should. I'm telling you, they are life-changing. So I had this idea. I want to change the world by connecting people with the right live event to change their life. And I went all in. We, we sold our house. We moved from Boise, Idaho to Orlando, Florida. Uh, we closed retirement accounts. We sold our car. We invested everything into this idea. And about six, seven months later, I looked at my wife and I said, honey, I love you, but I can only pay for rent one more month. We got to figure something out, right? <laughs> and so that's when I pivoted. And I was like, yeah, I could force it, but is that what I should do? Is that what I could do for my family? And so I pivoted. And that's one of the 
I learned a lot of lessons. One I would highly recommend is never start selling low ticket. So we were doing a free event to a $100 upsell to a live event to a $25,000 coaching program. That was our value ladder. Yeah, an ascension model. The ascension model. Here's the problem with the ascension model. If you're starting at free and then moving up, it takes a lot of free people to get to the payday. Don't start with free. Yeah, yeah. Just go to the high ticket offering, whatever that may be. So uh, that was what I learned there is you got to start selling high tickets. So my first pivot was ah, I made so many boneheaded mistakes. I, I had a ton of fun and I don't regret a single second of it. Um, but I did make a lot of boneheaded mistakes. And so I was like, I can help other entrepreneurs avoid these mistakes. So that's what I pivoted to us. I can help them with sales. I can help them with marketing. Like I've been doing it my whole life. So I go out, I start selling other brand new entrepreneurs. The problem was my ideal client was off. So mm -hmm. lesson number two failed business attempt number two, which I only did that for about a month, month and a half before I was like, yeah, that was another boneheaded idea is you have to sell to someone who has money. Don't yeah. sell to broke people. It is a path to nowhere. I promise you. So I started selling to broke people and I love new entrepreneurs. I will help them all day long. If you are getting started and you're like, God, I just, I just think I need a half an hour. I need an hour of your time, Justin, reach out. I will give it to you. I will gladly give it to you, but I'm not going to try and sell you anything because you got no money. So I love you. So but I, <laughs> I have, I have something I wrote down. I was looking through this old notebook um, from years ago. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick because I was just looking at this the other day and it was um, like notes from when I first got started in business. Um, and if I have this sitting here, it's like one of the lessons that you had learned. And I realized that it has been a huge, like, uh, what would you call it? Um, uh, like benefit to my life was just understanding that one lesson that you have to sell to people who have money first. Um, and let's see if I, if I actually have it in here. It says essentially, essentially that find someone, um, you, you have to find, find someone who has money and has a problem they want to solve and solve it for them in a unique creative way, right? Um, and that is essentially how you, um, how you start and run a business is you have to find someone who's got money first um, and that, that has a problem. And if you, you know, if you hit those couple of things, that's like the biggest, the biggest help, right? Is being able to, uh, to find someone who's got money and solve their problems. I totally get it. And so that's why we started talking about who I work with. The entire reason I work in the manufacturing industry is because they have money and lots of it. And they've got a really big problem getting leads, getting in front of the right people. And so that's what I'm able to come in and help them do is get in front of the right people. Cause so that's what happened after I did this whole coaching thing for new entrepreneurs. I was talking to a, a past client from my training days and helping them. Uh, they, 
we've been good friends throughout this entire journey. And I was just coaching them, helping them. And they said, you know what, Justin, they're in this manufacturing world. And they said, I don't know what you would do, but we would pay you $5,000 a month to do it. And I said, okay, right. I, I needed the money. I needed the help. They knew me, not a system, not a process. So the another piece of advice, if you're getting started, stop trying to go sell cold people. Go to the people that already know, like, and trust you, have a problem that you can solve and solve it for them. They will pay you because they know, like, and trust you. It's crazy how this works. So that's how I got started with prospecting done for you. I dove into their business and I did everything I can, everything in order to make it profitable and justify my existence. As a business owner, your entire job, entire job is to justify why your client should pay you again next month. Every single month, that's what you're doing. I'm telling you, if you just focus on that, your business will grow. Stop going after new clients, focus on the ones you got. Um, so I, I dove in, I, I was spending 20, 30, 40 hours a week on this one client. It was like a job. And here's what I realized. Most entrepreneurs get started and they're told, you have got to stop trading your time for money. And so we make this vow. And we say, I will never trade time for money again. And instead we trade time for no money. And we're like, yeah, I'm not trading my money. I'm not time for money. I'm not being taken advantage by the man. And I'm broke and my family's not eating, but that's okay, right? So the first thing you've got to do, especially if you're getting started, go out there and create a job for yourself, right? Do it, ask 1099. I told him, listen, I can spend this much time because if you're not paying me, I still have this much time. I just don't have your money, right? <laughs> so be candid, be transparent like that when you're getting started. So after about a month and a half, they started referring me to all the people they were working with. They were like, you've got to talk to Justin. He, he's doing amazing. We set up systems, set up processes. And that's where I figured out the reason I have always been successful in sales. It's not because I'm particularly good, right? It's not. It's because I show up way longer than anyone else is willing to. And it's because I had a system that would remind me to show up. And so that's what we do for our clients. We build an 18-step follow-up sequence that takes like four months to get through. We do stuff like, this is crazy. We put letters in the mail, right? We send people boxes. We get on the phone. We do social media. We do emails. We hit them from every angle because what we want to have happen is when they think, man, we need a new conveyor. We want them to think Kitech. That's one of my clients. So if you need a conveyor, I can hook you guys up. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there was a lot of really cool things in that story that I want to just highlight real quick. So the first one is 
the ascension model versus descension model. And that's something that in the space that I'm in, you know, we help a lot of entrepreneurs build their coaching and training programs. And the ascension model, descension model is very, very common argument that happens, right? That you're like, hey, I want to have like, you know, a free opt-in and then they should buy a book. And then after they buy the book, they should buy the, you know, the small program and they should buy the big program and they should buy the big mastermind and those. And those models do work. Right. So I don't want to put out there that they don't work. The problem is, is that they cost a lot of time and money to get the to get the systems to a point where they're actually profitable. Right. Because you have to you have to test every single aspect of that. You have to be able to pour money into getting the first step of that funnel to work and pour money into the second step of that funnel to get it to work and pour money into the third step of that funnel to get it to work. And it can take months, sometimes even years to get to the point where the whole funnel is really, really working. But the primary benefit and the reason why everyone wants them is that free front end offer allows you to reach a really, really wide audience, right? That's the, that's the, uh, the, the reason people are interested in it. Yeah. The problem is if you're getting started and you don't have deep pockets that you're willing to pour all over your business, um, it's an expensive model to follow, right? Very expensive. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now I have, I have a couple of clients personally who are in that place, right? Hey, they're doing 10, $15 million a year now, and they want to add an essential model to their business. And they're willing to fork over the cash to do the research, right? They're willing to lose money for months on end on the ads to get the front end to work. Right. And we were just, I was just on a phone call yesterday where they're like, they were super excited because we had our first 997 sale that took us four months to get there with the front end ascension model development. Right. And, and they were like, I feel like I'm so excited over this, this low ticket offer. Um, but their high ticket brand that they've been running for the last seven or eight years, they have the volume to pay for that and to pay for that development and allow them to add scale. Right. And the other thing that it does for them is they've sort of tapped out their high end market. So they're in the market now of developing and creating clients who are their ideal fit, right? Because of the space they're in, they're like, I need to, we need to be able to take someone from here and bring them to here. So we have more people at this space to close on our sales, right? So it's a really useful model, but it's not a front end model. It's a back end model. Yeah. And that's a mistake I think a lot of people make. Um, so just to continue that discussion, the dissension model for people who are our guests who are listening to this, the dissension model says basically start with your high ticket offer first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then sell your lower ticket stuff afterwards. And the primary benefit there is that if you have enough marketing money to get your offer in front of 100 people, if you have 100 people see your high ticket offer, you have a much better chance of closing one or two or three of them and putting money in your pocket than if you take that same $100 and put it in front of your free offer and then they have to see your, this offer and the next offer, you're only going to have three or four people ever see your high ticket offer that actually puts money in your pocket. Um, so... I, yeah. I regularly recommend if you're in the first couple of years of your business and you haven't hit that, you know, six, you know, six mid fig six figures in revenue regularly, avoid the Ascension model like the plague. <laughs> like the plague. Here's, here's the crazy thing. It is so much easier to sell $10,000 than $1,000. It's easier to sell $100,000 than $10,000 because the perceived value of what you're getting is that much higher. And the other thing, so there's three basic models. There's done for you, done with you, and do it yourself, right? Mm -hmm. If you look at the Ascension model, free is do it yourself, done with you is coaching, done for you is the done for you product. When you are selling done for you, you are selling time. 
right? Time at a discount. Time at a discount. Everybody wants to buy time. One of the hardest things to sell is training and coaching. You know why? Because you got to get them to give up their money and their time, right? Absolutely. If, if you're working with people who are high net worth and have money, they don't care about money. Like some of the circles I run in, like I am so uncomfortable. I to be totally candid, like they throw around. I'm like, you did what? Like the, right? like I, I went to a, a yacht show recently and I was talking to one of the yacht salesmen. Um, and I was like, cause I just want to find out like, what is it like selling to someone who has like money to burn? And they were like, it's literally, it's like the most insane thing ever. Someone will come to a yacht show like this and they will pick a yacht the way that you pick and pay for a yacht, the way that you pick and pay for socks at Walmart. Yeah. Right. They're like, do I buy the red pack or the black pack? And they're like, oh, I'm going to buy that one. And then they just, hand over all the money and they're like oh did you want an extra 10 percent for your commission because you were so useful here you go right like <laughs> like that's the way that people with money act it's so true but don't ask them for their time right yeah they guard their time way tighter than they guard their wallet so if you're getting started always like you said do the dis dissension model start at the very top and do a done for you service. Like if you're getting started in business, the reason I've had the success I've had is because I did not try and get people to come to a training program. I did not try to get them to download my free lead magnet so that I could then uh, nurture them into a training program into done for you. No, I picked up the phone. I started reaching out and I told people, listen, your people suck let me do it i didn't say that but right that's the mentality. essential message <laughs>